popping. It's been a long fucking time. I, it's been two months. Two whole months. And I just want to say, it's been a lot been going on. And don't know, that, just know that these two months ain't been a day. I've been very much wanting to come back and speak. However, I've been going through things. You know, it's that TikTok sound. I've been going through changes from this show, Big Mouth, I think that's called. I've been going through changes. I've been going through a lot. It's been a lot. And it's been a lot of deep spiritual growth happening in these two months that I will record and I will come and I will have a subject in mind. And it just wasn't hitting. It felt so negative. And I was talking to my friend today, my best friend. And I told her, I actually pulled back from her and told her, like, hey, I'm going to take some time away from this friendship. Like, don't take it personal. You know, some Monica type, like, just one of those periods in time. Because it wasn't just one of those days. It was like one of those periods of time I was going through things. I was really having some hard times. And I love my friends enough not to infect them with negative negativity that I don't think that they deserve, not, not deserve, but she's just, she's, she's at a place in her life where I'm happy for her. I always tell my friends, I would never wish bad on my friends because you got to be an evil motherfucker to do some shit like that. So I just didn't want to infect her happiness and her peace with my problems because she cares about me like a sister and she worries about me. So naturally my problems will become her problems. And that's not what I deem necessary. However, today, everything kind of came to a, a head. Like, have you ever had one of those days? I woke up just fine, my regular day. I actually been sleeping very good, vivid dreams, no less. But sleeping very well. And I just had a moment. Of ba I guess it was clear, spiritual clarity on why I've been apprehensive with myself and I'm listening currently to Yvonne Orgy's book God Ban Jesus Bamboozled Me and when I say first of all the irony of it all Jesus Bamboozled Me and that's the book that I choose to decide to read because I have all these audibles and I'm like I need to catch more audibles I need to pull back like I need to isolate myself I'm just you know first of all I'm a cancer I'm dramatic I can be emotionally dramatic I am full aware of this and I'm okay with this this is who I am. But she goes on in the book and she said, like, trying to busy myself away from my purpose. When I say that hit me in my heart, the thing she was saying in this book, I highly recommend this book. I've listened to two books. This episode, I think I'm going to really touch on a lot of the things that have to do with Yvonne Orgy's book because I've been really going through those things where you get bamboozled and I, I, it gives that vibe. I've been like, I'm being bamboozled and I'm being shown and rock bottom. I, I say these things in my advice. It's funny that we give ourselves like the worst advice, but give everyone around us the best advice. I've said this to myself, my friends, like rock bottom is the best bottom. Like I love hitting rock bottom. When you hit rock bottom, everything comes to clarity. Well, bitch, you've been at rock bottom and you've been trying to work your way away from the facts of the matter. Like I had this really bad habit of working myself through pain. 
I will work and work and work and work and work and work. And it's real easy because I'm a nurse on the outside. I'm a nurse. I'm a cosmetologist. I can work myself. Child. I will go to work. I will go to work even though I know I hate being, I hate, not so much like that I hate it to the point of like hurting another person. I just hate it. Like I'm not happy. It's a miserable hate. Like I just hate being at work. It's, I always tell people like that come into nursing, like I'm just going to be in nursing because the money's good. And I'm like, child, it's a, it's a shortage of nurses. And the money is the best it's ever been. Let's do the math. It's not for everybody. It really takes a level of passion and a level of energy and a level of sacrifice to be in a medical field. I had it in me at one point. However, I, I'm, I love it. I love the people. I love giving. I love taking care of people. However, where nursing and where the medical field is going now, I can't relate. It's a lot of, it's just a lot. If you know, you know, all I got to say, if you know, you know, don't get into it for the money. The money's just not enough to keep you going back. You really take a part of yourself away every time you clock in. So with that, I was busying myself away from things I was going through. This was supposed to be my hot girl summer. When I say it's been my rock bottom summer, it's been my, you're going through a transition whether you like it or not. You're going to get to this whether you like it or not. The Raven, I talk about like Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. It's been like that. And I even said like for my birthday, I didn't, I just, it just wasn't given. I was just feeling weird. And it was, it's to the point that, God is on my shoulders. And when you are being called, you can't put your phone on do not disturb. You can't close your door. You can't draw your blinds. You can't nothing. You cannot run. And I've been running and running and working and running and working. And I have this relationship with God where he knows his child. He definitely knows his child. He know I'm about to run and work, start snatching stuff away from me. And I said, like, the more I put this off, about to pull that away from me. And it's not to punish me because I'm fine. I've, I've given this advice, like, I'm always fine. What am I panicking for? I get so anxious. And I thought my anxiety was money-driven anxiety. However, I'm fine. My kid's fine. We're fine. My anxiety is success what if and it's been heavy heavy on me and I know like okay I'm pull that away distraction it pulled distractions away and my distractions aren't drugs my distractions aren't going out to the club I'm technically an old lady I will crochet friend was like oh you was on some 60 year old lady I will crochet listen to a book I will be at home on my tiktok pull them away pull them away pull my distractions away I will go to work. I will work seven days a week. That You know what seven days a week as a nurse is? I will go do hair. I will pull it away. And I said this to a good person in my life 
watch. If I do not keep this promise that we have agreed in our relationship, because I tell people all the time, I'm not in a polyamorous relationship with Jesus. I'm not in a polyamorous relationship with God. We have a relationship. And what your relationship look like with God does not look like mine. I know what he's saying to me. However, I am hard-headed. I am, I'm human. I'm human. And it just all came to a head. It came to a head. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, this morning came and I was told, go be vulnerable. The irony in that is that I say it's power and vulnerability. And yet, I know what I'm going through. I am scared shitless. I'm scared shitless of the vision that has been laid out for me. And I'm like, well, where is this stemming from? Because I recognized that about a couple days ago. I'm like, I'm scared. And I told another friend of that. And he was like, scared of what? And I'm like, well, I'm scared nobody's going to listen to me. And I'm like, well, who, why, would, why would you think that? Like, what? And that was a good question. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? He's like, did you get bad reviews? No. Did anybody tell you? When you talk, do people usually listen? Yes. Has anybody asked for it? Yes. So where is that coming from? So I spent a lot of time thinking, I, you know, people are like, you're an overthinker. Am I? I like it here. I like to overthink. I analyze a lot of things. And sometimes it's just too much for some people. Like, <laughs> I had a lady I talked to yesterday, and this has come up in conversations that I've had with several people. And I was like, your husband going to have to be highly intellectual. You can't do nothing with a man who can't hold a conversation. Like there, And I used to be like, I just wish I was a normal girl. <laughs> That's my favorite scissor song when I'm stressed out or depressed over a guy. And I'd be like, I just want to be a normal girl. But who is, why, why? Back to the subject at hand. So he asked me like, so where is this coming from? I'm like, well, where the fuck is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Because it's so deep in me. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I can't run no more. I know when I try to book a shift, if I haven't taken care of the business that he has laid on me, I'm not working that shift and when I say God will talk to you, whew, it won't be a voice, but you'll hear it. Oh, it ain't no voice like a big boom in the sky. You will hear it. You will know for facts. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. So I'm like, okay, I know it. Snatching shifts, giving me just enough to survive because I get addicted to procrastination. I get addicted to running from my problems through work. So I'm like, where, where is this coming from? Like, it's all me heavy to the point of tears. Like I'm crying. I'm waking up in, in the day. Everything's fine. I'm happy. I'm not even, I'm going to bed. I'm sleeping throughout the night. I'm having the most vivid dreams, which again, I know I'm being spoken to. And where is it coming from? Where? Healing is a journey. I've said this to a couple people. I've said this before. Healing is a journey. It's not a destination. And sometimes on that journey, you got to go down the same street. 
you got to go through the same obstacle. You're going to hit another bump. Things are going to look familiar. Not the same, but familiar. So, I was I was on a phone call with my mom the other day. I won't divulge too much her business. Um, but it was what she did in this phone call where we was talking. It wasn't nothing towards me, but it was her behavior. And I'm like, whew. I do not want to be like that. Like, where are you? Like, where is this coming from that you're presenting yourself like this? And it, it kind of clicked. But it wasn't till this morning I woke up just fine. Got my kids up for school. Did my the youngest daughter's hair. Got everybody off to school. And I was driving and something said, call your friend and be vulnerable and talk. Now my best friend, she's been my best friend for 25 years now. On and off, it's a sisterhood at this point because we have sister problems. Like we we go back and forth sometimes, but she understands me deeply. And this is the same person I said I didn't want to interface with my, my negativity. But divine timing is something else. It's, it's beautiful. Divine timing is something else. So, I said, I told her, I said, I don't need your advice. I don't need you to pep talk me. I don't need your motivation. But I reminded her of a conversation I've told her before about where I get my lack of motivation. I have so much trouble with motivating myself. And I'm thinking it's because I'm by myself. I'm a single parent. And it gets hard to keep being strong. And I think a lot of ladies who are in my position can understand that. It's not for me. I don't discount men. But... I told her as I spoke to her, my fear comes from my childhood. And I said, I can't stand how it always goes back to childhood. It always goes back to the childhood. And like I said, the healing journey is not a destination. It's a journey. And sometimes you will have to see the same stop sign. You'll have to see the same bump. You'll have to see a tree. that It's not the same tree, but it's a familiar. It's a familiar McDonald's. It's not the same. It's a journey. And as I'm speaking to her, tears are just pouring out my eyes. And I made sure, because I knew this this was heavy. This was heavy. And I knew I had to drop my kids off first and call her so I could have this moment with her. And I'm telling her, because she's watched me and I understood also, like, why won't you just do it? Like, go for what you know your purpose is. I know there's purpose in my words and there's purpose in things I say. Because every time I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, oh, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, God. And he like, do you though? But do you though? But do you? I'm going to keep making your purpose present itself over and over and over and over and over until you get it. Because he gets it. God gets it. God naturally gets it. Created. But do you? And he does this to me often. All constantly. Like in the most significant of ways. So... I'm talking to her and I said, well, I just didn't understand where this was coming from, where my anxiety and my apprehension about going and being um, committed and being, what do you call it? What's the word for it? Being intentional and being, and pouring into this. The way I pour into going to work, I hate. I will go to a place and do a job that I know causes me nothing but emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion. And I'm just going to a constant, constant, constant. I don't even like it. Just to avoid something that I love and I want to do. 
And I had to think, what does this resemble? Where, where is this coming from? Where, where, is this, where, where is this coming from? And it's coming from my childhood. I've always been outgoing. She's known me the longest. I think that's the reason why I was led to call her because she's witnessed all of this throughout my life. And this is no shade or no tea towards my mom because she's got her own burdens to bear in this situation. She's got her own problems. And I've, I've, I've got to that point where I understand my mother's a human. We, we get, I talked about wrapping ourselves into these titles, but my mother's a human. No less though, she's a human, but she's caused damage. She's caused trauma in my life to the point of self-doubt. I will go out. I was very optimist. I was very creative. I'm a creative person. I, I'm log I can be logical, but at the core of me, I like to create. I like arts. I like dance. I like all this stuff. And I will go out for things. And she would, I don't know why she would do this. Not necessarily. I've never asked her. This is probably a conversation I'm probably going to have with her after this, but she will, she will shoot it down and tell me, I wasn't good enough. I remember one time I went out for cheerleading and I'm trying not to cry because it's, it's been such an emotional, emotional couple of weeks. I went out, I was trying to go out for cheerleading. She told me like, that's like me trying to go out for ice skating. You're just too big. I used to deal with my weight. And I would just go out for, I played the clarinet, I played the bass clarinet. And I'm like, well, why was I, why was I steady going for this stuff? Because usually like you would give up, naturally give up. The person that, you, you're not getting support. I was getting supported. I was getting support because of my grandmother. My grandmother's my angel. And, but my mom, now that I, I'm older and I understand and I went through this journey, she would shoot me down, like, constantly. And she wouldn't come. She really didn't come to none of my recitals, nothing. And I, I, I was a fairly talented child. Typically, everything I went out for, I got, I got. I was first chair in clarinet. I was the only bass. I took the bass clarinet because my band teacher was like, I just think you should do bass. And I was great at it. I, I played the violin. I was in dance. I, I really excelled at these things. It, it thrived. Not to mention, like, creative writing. I've had my, had different things published in a newspaper. I have won competitions, drawing. I'm really fairly talented to chat, like, don't play with me. And though my grandmother always, she never missed nothing. That woman is my soulmate and has always been an angel in my life. Though she always came as a child, I wanted my mom to come. Even though she would tell me I wasn't good enough. It's still, I still learned that. And so I finally just didn't. And I, I, I think I've talked about this before. I've said like how I just decided to stop. So I like, I didn't do all this stuff in high school. By the time high school came, I was, I was kaput on going out for stuff and going for things that I desired to go for. Sorry, but so emotional. Gosh, but <laughs> I, it, it just was so aha. It's a it's a voice in your head that you've heard in the most vulnerable of your times, the most formative parts of your life. So naturally, 
you go on in life and you hear this every time you want to go out for something that just seems unattainable or unorthodox and go for it she did this in my in my low-key adulthood i became a cosmetologist and i was pregnant I, first of all i had a newborn and i got pregnant with twins and i was in i was in hair school and she would tease me like who who takes three years to do hair school um mind you she never finished herself no shade i'm just saying like logically it's like girl why would you let somebody who can't and a lot of people tell me, like, your mom's jealous of you. And I'm like, how the hell do a parent be jealous of their child? And I seen a TikTok, this girl was like, how does you got beef with something you pushed out your cooch? I'm so grateful to be a millennial because the trauma that our parents and our grandparents and those before us are going through, I don't know what happened, but God damn. Like, to the point of hating your own child? And I don't know if it was because she had me young. I don't, I don't know. But I get it now. And this is no, like like I said, this is not to shade my mom. This is not to, to, to place a blame on her. But I have to, for the sake of me, figure out why. And if the why got to be like that, the why got to be like that. Now I've got to fix it. And I don't know if this causes for me to have a conversation with her. Like, cause what was that? What would that do? Like, why, why asking why would, what would that do? I have that same theory. Like when people want to reconnect with parents that clearly did not want them, what does it, what is you to gain? And I actually asked her this question. Like, what is going to gain if you do that? What, 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 you, what is your desired outcome? And I believe that's a good way of, like I said, I give good advice. This is crazy. Hypocrite in my own life. Whew. But what does what do you desire the outcome to be? And if the outcome is not that, because you have a 50-50 chance of it not being your desired outcome, what are you going to do with it? What is it going to do to you? And what does your desired outcome do for you? If I go and tell a person how they treated me, what am I what what am I expecting them to say and do? Is it going to change anything? We get so cinematic sometimes. What's it going to do for you? What? They could still be narcissistic and that didn't happen. Gaslight you. Do you want to deal with that outcome? You're already hurt. I'm already hurting from this realization that I have to kill this voice in my head that didn't do nothing but tell me I was not good enough, I was not worthy enough, and it made me strive for perfection and create this anxiety in me that even though I'm sh I'm the shit, I don't stink enough. I'm trying to do things that's, that's unrealistic for people who don't even do this for themselves. I'm trying to become great for people who aren't even great themselves. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's some crazy shit right there. So what is me telling her going to do? Love my mom. We've had a good relationship. I've, I've stopped the codependency I've had with her. But what is it going to do if I tell her she's part of the reason she's created a voice in my, a negative voice in my head? What? What? And she gets on the phone and she, because she's done it before, she's gaslighting me. And that's because... Sometimes when people gaslight you, they don't want to deal with the fact that they were the problem. Like some people have a problem with accountability and that's fine. 
again, you can't change people. You can't make people feel your pain through telling them your pain. Some people just ain't there. So my friend asked me, like, are you, are you, are you going to talk to her about it? No. I find it'll be more benefit if I just lean to what I've been posed to lean to. Do what I was called to do. And stop defying God's will for me. Through working. Through everything. Like, let God lead. I've let God lead. I've let, I know, I know it's real. I know it's possible. I know the benefit. I know it to be true. And I've been sitting here putting all my heart and soul into what a human might say. And another thing, this like I said, this book is great. I'm not. I still got three hours of it. I'm listening to books. I don't have time to read, but I'll listen. And she touches on a point of. What was I going with this? She touches on the point of. He's never let you down. He's never, never, ever let you down. Never letting God lead. And, and, and worried about who ain't going to come with you. She says, if you if it's you and God, then you already got the majority. Lot! And I, this, I did this damn book, bitch. Yeah. I just woke up today. I just, I just, I didn't have this plan for my Monday. I didn't, I didn't have this for my day. I didn't have this for my day. I didn't have this for my day. <laughs> but I'm grateful for it because... It's time to put in fucking work. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of saying I'm tired. I'm tired of not getting what I know I so fucking deserve. I'm tired of that damn voice. It's like a bad song on the radio that won't shut the fuck up that plays every three fucking songs. I'm sick of that. I know I'm that girl. I know I'm the shit. So bitch, come on. You out here fighting toilet paper when you the shit. I'm the shit. I'm the toilet. I'm... I'm that bitch. I'm that girl. Sit here and listen to that whole Beyonce album for that long. Bitch, you're that girl. Look at you. And again, I got girls. I got I got four girls behind me. That got I got I got more than four. I got I got god kids. I got nieces. I got I got people. I got people asking me. I'm that girl. I'm gonna be that girl. It's time to stand the fuck up. So. That's what I want to lean back into. I want to go towards that. I don't want to go revisit and ask the person who hurt me why they hurt me. I don't want to ask that when I already know. The, I know. God is bishop. Hurt people hurt people. But I got to take my own advice. I say, are you going to be the victim once or are you going to be the victim twice? Bitch, I'm standing the motherfucker up. I'm the victim once. I've got to fix this. I seen it. It hurt me. I, that's a deep wound. And I talked to my friend this morning. I told her the thing about wounds that I know in healthcare and as a nurse that you have a wound on the surface, heal up. Sometimes the wound will heal outside in. And that's not good. You want a wound to heal inside out. And it might appear like it is. I've actually had a patient that I dealt with and we spent months on this wound. It will close up. And we're trying to keep it open, but it was just closing up underneath. There was abscesses. There was tunneling. There was so much infection. Send her back to the hospital. That is what healing can look like. I look healed on the surface. 
Cause that's my friends wasn't understanding. What the fuck is the problem? You 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 give all this good advice. You give all this. You see, you seem like you got it together, but underneath my, I was still having some tunneling going on. I had a, a fucking tunnel that we had to get healed because when you don't heal that tunnel, and you know if you're healthy, you don't heal that tunnel, big ass abscess will come, and it's like it's gonna make itself. It might not sound loud. You might not see it first. Oh, but when that bitch infection, that systemic infection kicks in, you'll know it. So that was my spiel. I don't know what to even talk about, like call this exactly, but I know what it is. She even says that like, I, what is it? She's just like who I am and whose I am. Motherfuckers know who I am. But do you know who I belong to? Do you know what the fuck I am? And that we're gonna pour into that. That's gonna that's gonna be a prelude to the kiss. Like I said, the the book is called Bamboozled by God by Yvonne Orgy. She was Molly on Insecure. When I say Chef's fucking kiss, I've been I love the way I love the way God leads me. Because once you start paying attention to how your life goes, you'll know you're being led. You're being led. Now, when you don't follow, that's when you lead astray. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard because you you be falling into the unknown up in this motherfucker life. And that's why I was stressed out because every time I, I, I don't know. And again, I was actually talking to um, somebody else today and I said, I'm, I'm scared to do this jump. Even though you're telling me, like, you're going to be okay. There's nothing down there. I'm like, uh-uh. I remember, and this actually is funny because I remember being at the pool when I was, like, seven, eight. I had been into the pool before, but the whole other summer came, and I developed this weird-ass apprehension about jumping into the pool. And I spent the entire time we were at the pool because I was like, I didn't know how to swim, and I don't know how deep that water is because I'm, I'm seven. I don't know shit. Um, but I'm watching everybody jump into the pool and have the time. And I'm just sitting here wasting time, wasting time, wasting time. Won't jump into this damn pool that everybody's jumping into and they coming out just fine. So what the fuck am I worried about? To the point we had to go home. I never jumped into that pool. I put my feet in it. I never jumped in. I never swam that day because I was so afraid. Granted, I came back the next summer, but will there always be a next summer? No. Fix it. Fix it. Y'all be blessed.